Okay, I'm ready. Okay, and three, two, one. Start the show. Mike. Hey, Tyler. Hi, Mike. What's up? What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm How are you? Doing pretty good too. <laughs> I'm doing better than I was doing yesterday when we were supposed to record this. I know. Me too. I'm glad you uh, put it off for a day. It kept it kept getting closer and closer, and I kept feeling not any more motivated or clever or I'm with happy. You. Do you think yeah. something uh, to do with the heat? It was hot as balls yesterday. What was it, 107 or some shit like that? It was that? 103 outside my front door, and I went for a little walk, which was a mistake, and my phone just went black after about four minutes <laughs> on the internet. I was down by the LA River, and I'm looking at Facebook, and it just got darker and then just went black and overheated and shut off it's i don't like that, that. We'll, it's funny that we'll expose ourselves to that level of heat and not even think really twice about it except like oh man this is hot but like your device it's like i can't function if you keep putting me in this heat and we're like oh well this yeah, my device sucks it's fine for us <laughs> it's cool yeah it's, i don't know what it yeah i i had to uh recognize something that I haven't been thinking about for a while, which is all of my cameras overheat at some point when they're outside. And I had a little dash cam. That's why you got to shoot film, man. That's right. They don't overheat. (laughs) They just melt and catch on fire. But I had this little camera on my dashboard, and it probably lasted 10 minutes. And then just, I saw the lens just go, nope, we're done. Sun's shining right on us, brother. Where were you? I went to the Malibu Mountains. I was driving along the Malibu Mountains looking for this body of water that I stumbled upon a long time ago. I should have Googled it. Didn't find it, but I saw a giant water tower that had spray paint on the top of it. And I'm like, I'm going to that water tower. I'm going to get on the roof. But the climb up the ladder is not nearly as safe as it looks from afar. And I got like three steps up and I'm like, no way. You mean you mean the the ladder on a janky yeah yeah water tower rusted out water tower, but it was the steps were not comfortable for your hands and it was very difficult and I got were they burning hot yes they were yeah it was and I was trying to hold the camera I thought I could do like the one handed thing up no chance. (laughs) You're giving me such a memory. I think we've talked about this before, but you're giving me such a, a memory of the the playground by my house growing up that still had one of those giant all metal oh yeah uh, rocket yeah. ships yeah that's just like burning steel and yeah. yeah 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 and just kids are running around kicking each other in the face as they try to climb up those it's like four stories tall it's yeah crazy. you know what i did find though on the walk back first of all there was a gate keeping you from getting to the water tower mm. giant hole cut in it perfect so i was like perfect yeah perfect but on the walk back, I looked into one of the deep cliff-like valleys, and there was a car flipped over upside down down there. What kind and of car? I was going to go back today, but it was too late by the time I <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> it was too late by the time I made the decision to go back. So I'm planning on going back tomorrow, and I'm going to hike down there. It's a long hike too. And I'm going to check it out. And I'm kind of terrified, to be honest with you, because it looks like it might have been something no one saw. You think there's a body rotting in it upside down? It doesn't appear that anyone's been to it. It's like an SUV, and it is on its fucking roof. And, and there's shit that came out, like, came out the windows. But it doesn't look like people have gone through it. That's pretty exciting. 
It is, but I kind of wish someone it's was morbid. coming with me. Yeah. yeah. What time? What time are you going? Probably gonna split at like uh, eleven o'clock. Get down there like by before mm-hmm. noon. Yeah, I don't think I could. If you postponed a little bit, I could maybe. Oh, do you, be a are you interested? Adventure. Yeah. Got to bring some water, man. It's gonna be a a doozy hiking down there. It would have to be. I don't know. We could talk about this off air. Okay, but it would be fun. We could make a Patreon video. It would, yeah, it would be fun. We could just stop recording this right now. You know we what? Just we were like, here's the thing. Not a bad but idea. I can't guarantee that's going to happen, so I guess we should press on. Press on. That's how we <laughs> view the podcast now. It's, I think it's how we viewed it for a while, probably since about 2010. Oh crap! Is this the this is the week I think of our 10 year anniversary? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And now it's just, oh, we should announce it's just the two of us now. We've uh, kicked just Anderson the off the show. Two of us. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the 10 years he brought of steering the program with his, um, you know, constantly getting himself into, into predicaments that yep. gave us lots of fodder to discuss. Yep. I appreciate and, uh, the fact that he didn't spill all of the stories up front. Yeah. He that really, five years later, he would spring on us some crazy story. He really Hansel and Gretel this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean, think that was intentional, that, but the fact that just l- just last week we learned about the the tent in the living room. Yeah, didn't yeah. like that. Did but not you know like what? It's stuff comes up that you don't remember because every now and then something pops up in my head, and I'm like, "Wow, I totally forgot about that." Like completely well, I, I forgot about it. Like what? What's the thing you completely forgot about recently? I'll, I forgot about it a second time, but I'll remember in a few <laughs> minutes. Are you drinking? Out of a miner's cup? This is a free cup that I ordered in order to see if I wanted to order more. Oh. They said, we'll send you a free sample. And I'm like, yeah. And it's become my favorite cup. And there's an immense amount of guilt that comes with this cup because I never ordered co- coffee cups from them. I just it took the like, free one. It looks like something a prospector would drink his uh, That's the kind coffee of out is, of that man. filters through his sock. The only thing is it's not metal, and I kind of wish it was. But then again, do I really want to drink out of a metal cup? Yeah, it's nothing like it. Especially uh, should I, sitting outside in lightning. I should, should we read what um, Anderson's away message is on his email? Yeah. Do you know there's been 1,100 lightning strikes in California? 1,100? Yeah. That's why there's so many fires. Well, it's because there's so many heathens out here. God's trying to get throwing down those lightning bolts trying to straighten things out okay so anderson just texted us from his mysterious location but if you happen to have anderson's email and you send him an email right now this is the reply you get i am turning my back on the world at large for the remainder of the month i have taken the boy and the wife to a remote location to focus on my immediate surroundings for a bit I may not be able to respond to the email you sent until I return or ever if I'm overwhelmed by then. Thanks for contacting me and please send another next month if you deem it important enough to double up your efforts. Enjoy the rest of August. I know I will. Kind of sexual at the end. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. Let's decipher that, baby. (laughs) So we are Andersonless because he has gone like walkabout. Yeah, he said he, he just texted and said he might call in after dessert. Yes, Anderson has sworn us to secrecy because he doesn't want his sojourn uh, interrupted by interlopers. And you know what's you know what's a funny character trait I realized about myself is 
I have no problem spending money on bullshit, mm-hmm. but I have real problems spending money on stuff. Like, for example, I had no problem dropping 300 bucks on curtains for my kitchen. Uh-huh. No issue there. My brother... Mike, and, you have like one window in your kitchen. Yeah, it's covered in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, cur- nine, ten, eleven curtains. I put blackout curtains up, and then I put a second layer of blackout curtains, multicolored. But so my brother and his wife are gonna take the kids up to the Madonna Inn next week, and I said, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'll meet you up there, of course, because that's what I say." And the itinerary that my niece has set up, that I'm unwilling to break her heart by not abiding by requires that I stay there. So I'm online to make a reservation and it's 300 and something dollars with the resort fee. And I was just like, I don't want to spend 300 bucks to stay there for one night. No problem spending 300 bucks on the curtains. And this is more important than the curtains, like hanging out with the kids, going horseback riding, which is another 65 and going to the beach with them and going swimming with them. But sounds miserable. it (laughs) It kills me though. I can't, like when there's something I need to spend money on that's a, a work-related thing, like when I need hard drives, buying hard drives is the hardest thing for me. But the same amount of money for some bullshit item that I don't even really want. Yeah, but it's because you like I do the same thing. It's, yeah, five hundred well, five hundred yeah. bucks into that little adapter to make my phone anamorphic, which I used once and I'll probably never use it again. I didn't flinch at that. But hard drives that are important can't do it. I, I have sort of the same thing, but almost opposite. Like, I have such a hard time spending money a lot of the times on myself for, like, a hobby that I'm into or something that I'm interested in. I'll just, I will sit there and waste hours of my time trying to maybe save $6. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when it comes time to, like, on something else, I don't even do any sort of deal finding at all. I'm just like, yeah, fine, yeah. pay it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know exactly. what that is. I don't, it, 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 something is broken I, in my head when it comes to figuring out what money is worth. I took out, I don't know if you remember, but when I bought my suit at Al Weiss, I felt guilty because it was so easy that I had the guy throw in a second sport coat that I'm never going to wear, ever. <laughs> and so I thought, you know what? This is a good art project right here. I'm gonna What'd get you some, do? I'm going to get some fabric pens, and I'm going to just start outlining the, the coat in a fabric pen. And then maybe I'm going to get some rivets and put rivets around it, like decorate it. And I'm online the same thing for 45 minutes to an hour looking at what to get on Amazon and then it just got so overwhelming I'm like what am I doing what am I doing I'm still never gonna wear it my oh, fabric pen Mr. Sport suit coat. jackets yeah when are you, you not wearing see, a sport coat you should see the one I just bought you bought another one oh I just bought one on yeah should I get it wait, wait, sitting right there sport coats? <laughs> no one needs sport coats at all for like the last six months well, wait, do you see this one? Genuine from the 1970s. Oh. This part, not that big of a deal. Beautiful, beautiful. What the color is that? It's like a copper tie? It's orange. Okay. How about this? Oh. That is a used car salesman yep. sport coat, if I've ever seen one. Yep. Where did you acquire this? eBay. Okay. I looked, at, I looked at my Al Weiss suit, and I got the size, and then I looked on eBay, and I put Vincent's 70s suit. And Johnny Carson had a brand, so there's a bunch of Johnny Carson suits on there, but none yeah. of them fit me. And that's what I wanted was, like, the, one of the green ones or something. But 
this one fits me perfectly, and I think it's actually going to become my my go to. What are you a uh, you a forty two regular? You got it. Am I? Did you know? Yes. Well, you should get a job at Al Weiss. <laughs> I'm qualified. That was exciting. I have no idea what those measurements mean. I have no goddamn idea. Uh, the the short, regular, long is for your arms, and the forty two is I believe it's the width of your or the circumference of your like sternum, like the rib cage okay. area. Okay. I think I'm a forty two also. Forty two long. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting. Did you get matching pants? I did not. But do you have? Is this just to own? And then no, it's it's for a video in front of the Tonight Show uh, curtains. Oh. I have no idea what the video is yet, but that's the plan. <laughs> like, I'll just buy the props yeah. in the video. No, I do that all the time. I have, you wouldn't believe the shit I have from uh, Amazon. Yeah, you're right. I, I couldn't possibly believe the things that Mike Carano has ordered from Amazon. Yeah, I got to get up again. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. This is a great uh, this is a great episode to not be recording video for. And the best part about this is it's not even close to the smallest one that I have. And I had to make this. I had to assemble it and paint it and apply the stickers, and it was a pain in the ass. But for some reason, I got it in my head that I needed a little phone booth. (laughs) (laughs) It is is delightful. I I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet, though, but... um, it was a lot of work, and I sanded it. I sanded the base off of it, and then it, the back broke, so I had to fill it in with my own plastic backing, and glue it, and sand it, and seal it. And I'm very proud of it. But how cool is it, man? Is this from the same company you bought the flashing train woman from? No. Um, oh, might be, might be. But I didn't did know you... that this thing needed to be assembled, and that was a big downer. But I finally <laughs> just bit the bullet and assembled it. Was it painted? I painted it. So it was just a, a plastic in pieces. Yeah. What is it for? What is it from? That's like, what I well, mean. I don't know. No, no. I, I know you have... don't know what it's for for you. I mean, like, why does it exist? I don't know because it's too big for model trains. So I'm not <laughs> sure why it exists. But the other phone booth is the entire phone booth, and it's like that big. And that's the one that... My first thing was open and complain it's not detailed enough, but what do I think is going to ha- come for like 18 bucks? Was this payphone over or under $20? Under. Just barely? Worth it. <laughs> when did you acquire this? A couple weeks ago. Mm, okay. I still don't have an idea for it. No, I did have an idea, but at, once I did it, I thought it was so stupid that... <laughs> You know, you want to workshop it on me and the uh, the audience. The idea was, I stick my head in frame of the payphone and I go, "Why are payphones too small?" And then I have one of my super little guys go up and go, "Payphones are always too big. Why can't they make a payphone that's the right size?" And it was for a video series I started shooting called "Problems That Don't Exist." <laughs> Like one of the clips that I actually shot was me going, looking at the news, looking at the internet, and I go, oh, coronavirus is going to be around for a while. Great. I'm out of condoms. And then I thought, this is too stupid. (laughs) Oh, Michael. 
Well, do you guys as a married couple use condoms? No. We all, we don't have sex. We're married. Oh yeah, sorry. I forgot about the rules. I forgot about how the game is played. Yeah. The game. Uh no, I have uh, uh here's a personal fact about me. I've never put one on. Um that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Think of think of the hundreds of dollars that, that that big condom or big latex has lost out on. That's an amazing thing, though. I you know I didn't think about that. There are literally tens of people like me. <coughs> wow! Yeah, that's unbelievable. I know. I've always put one on. You've got one on right now. Always. It's like Old extra face. underwear. Yeah. Yep. yeah Sometimes yeah, they yeah. fall out of my shorts. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> Is there anything worse than just seeing one on the ground? Yes. That's when you're, repulsive. Oh, it's, it's so horrible. Repulsive. <laughs> like just the goddamn. It's funny how much like we all like it. <laughs> but like everything associated with sex we, like is horrible and gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything about it. It's one of those weird things where... Just pick any act of sex and yeah. post-orgasm. You mean missionary, the one act of sex. No, but any, just just picture anything, any kind of oral, anything at all. You can even go deep on it. But after orgasm, it all sounds, ah, ah yeah. what? Yeah. You're like, this is what we're doing with our time? Yeah. But like in I the midst, have... you're like, why would I do anything else? Yeah. <laughs> so weird what but i wonder if that's like a defense mechanism because our brain is like it, your brain has to instantly fill you with like <laughs> obviously not like regret and shame when it's with you know someone that you uh you know enjoy spending your time with but like you still afterwards i think the reason you like pass out and go to sleep or whatever is because you otherwise your, your your brain would just be motivated to do it all the time and you get nothing done that would be horrible if there's no, uh, what's it called, refractory period? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be the worst. That would, can you even, how tired would you be and how chafed would your penis be? You're just like, I, I'm going to guess, like, fine. We had sex eight times until I had to go to sleep because I was so tired. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that con. I I know there's the pill and there's IUDs and there's other stuff, but I don't like that condoms, an invention from like 80 years ago, is still the thing. You know, my aunt told me who was on the show last week. Yeah. She listened to the show, by the way. Yeah. What did she? And think? she's like, I'm listening to all the episodes. She oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm I'm glad I said nice things about her. Yeah. She said she will come on anytime if we want to ask her questions because she teaches sex all ed. Right. She's getting a little big for her britches. I know exactly. I told her back it off. <laughs> Back at all, people. They just they just want to taste. But she, exactly, exactly. You're like the cheesecake of guests. No one wants it for every meal. No, but she's wow. She, she's gonna hear this. She said, "I know." Uh, I got it. <laughs> you have to delete. You have to edit this. She said that she teaches sex ed, and she goes, "You wouldn't believe some of the questions kid kids ask." And in private, they come up to her. They don't because they're embarrassed to ask in front of the class. Yeah. I think that I think she said that, or maybe I just totally made that up. Because she said one of the kids came up to her and said, "Can I use a trash bag instead of a condom?" Uh, 
You can. Like a Ziploc bag? I don't think your girlfriend's going to appreciate it. <laughs> your, your, your dick is just going to look like someone who didn't have a poncho. <laughs> Had to throw a trash bag over so they could go while they're running around Disneyland. I'm, uh, I'm witnessing what you and Anderson are going to witness at some point, and it's going to be unsettling, which is my nephew is 16. Oh. And, you know, he's for a nerd, he's pretty cool. The one who used to shoot guns in the basement yeah, is 16 now? Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. He's 16, and he's taller than me. And I'm the tallest one in my family. And you're a 42 regular. That's right. But he... Uh, <laughs> I don't look at it much and it feels like I'm a parent by not doing, by deciding to look away at his Instagram photos because he'll pose a, he'll post a picture of himself and I see the comments from girls are like, I want you so bad and it's stuff like that. And you're like, oh God. What? Yeah. So I intervened in a uh, family discussion because he couldn't understand why my brother's wife would not let him go camping with two girls. <laughs> like this weekend or next weekend he's gonna need some trash bags he's like i don't their parents are letting them go and she's like you're not going camping with two girls and he's like but i don't their parents are letting them go and i was like that's pretty loosey-goosey of your does he have does he have like a ton of followers on instagram i don't because know otherwise that's i mean unless like kids these days are just like that forward with their friends of like like let me get some of that that seems a little bit forward for just like someone you go to school with. I think they're kind of joke. He has three hundred and thirty-seven followers. Okay, that's okay. Then they're probably. Being I don't know like... what any of this stuff means, but M E A twenty-one, love it here. Free Bobby, free Tay K, <laughs> and all the pictures are like that, like of him just posing. <laughs> that's so weird. Oh, maybe that's his girlfriend. But I'm apparently I'm the only one monitoring this, <laughs> which is just what you want. You want your uncle just keeping tabs on. He he bleached his hair. Yeah, yeah. Is that current? Uh, I don't think so. I think it might be red now. This is the part of the show where no, Mike now shows it's me like that. pictures of his underage uh, nephew, <laughs> and I comment on his hair color. <laughs> It's just a nightmare, man. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Like, I already went through this, like, worrying about my sister, even though I had no no control. But, like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Yeah. yeah. There's nothing you can do, especially because we didn't go to high school with each other except for, for, like, six months till she got kicked out for doing drugs at school or something. Hell, yeah. Rock and roll. And she had to go to another high school. But I remember going, oh, this sucks, man. My little sister is here. And now I got to be that guy. Right. And now I have a niece. I'm like, oh, no. How old is she? Like 12? Yeah. 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 She's she's on the cusp of, like, yeah. She's on the cusp of me being turning from the coolest uncle to the worst prude asshole uncle ever. <laughs> just, just constantly checking up. Listen, I'm going to tell you something about men that you're not going to want to hear, but it's the truth. And I'm telling you from, from my heart, we are no good. Don't believe I mean, us. That's I think that's fair advice that you could give her. <laughs> I don't think that's like particularly like out of line. Especially like when you're that young, the boys your age are the worst. Of course. Of course. 
I'm so glad that I was such a dork and so afraid of girls when I was a kid. So that you couldn't hurt them? <laughs> I mean, I would have probably, like, the only sex, the only, like... And by hurt, I mean emotionally. I don't yeah. know what you people are. <laughs> exactly. But, like, the only sexual encounters I had were when people, like, ju- were, like, really aggressive with me because I was too afraid. Right. But if I wasn't, I would probably have <laughs> kids now that are adults. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was a girl that I was uh, sort of in love with at one of the clubs. It doesn't matter. Best sex I ever had. That doesn't matter. <laughs> but she was very... Uh, Is that the name of the club? <laughs> she told me flat out, she goes, I'm very loose. Just want you to know that. Like, I've had sex with a lot of people. And she's had... Did she mean physically or she meant like... No, she meant like, I'm like, kind of a slut. Okay. okay like, she okay, was okay. telling me, like, as if we're going to have a relationship and she wants me to know... I mean, she had no self-esteem whatsoever. She was a sweetheart. She's beautiful. I still like her. But, like, her mom had her illegitimately when she was really young. She had a baby when she was really young with just some dude. And then she had another baby with another dude. And the first baby, who I knew when it was a baby, when she was, like, three, is now, like, 19, just had her first baby. It just keeps on happening. I know. It just keeps on happening because I I saw her pictures going, I'm so proud to be a grandmother. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) That stresses me out, Like, has it been that long since I've seen you? Because last time I saw her, the baby was, like, three. And now the baby's, like, 19 and just had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do remember there was a little bit, and of course I'm generalizing, so this is going to sound so fucking horrible and stupid, but I remember in Ontario, there was definitely a feeling of, I want to have a baby because all my friends have babies amongst a lot of the staff. And most of them did have babies. And most of them still went out and got wasted and Handed out well, blowjobs like baby. Halloween oh. candy. No, but it's just a weird, different environment. You know what I mean? Dude, it's the Inland Empire. Anything goes in the Inland yeah. Empire. We call it the Devil's Playground. Time works differently in the IE. For we call it the Devil's Playground, man. For people who don't know, people who aren't from our area, the Inland Empire is a, uh, first of all, a very pompous name. The Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. It's really hot, flat ground. Yeah, yeah. So... Pump your brakes on the Empire nonsense. I can tell you what's out there in case people want to relate to it. Riverside. Most people have heard of Riverside. Riverside, which is there a river? I don't know, but Fontana is next to Riverside, and Fontana is better known as Fontucky. Yeah. If that tells you anything. What's happening? Home invasion? Home invasion robbery? Something happening? From my son and his friend. Oh, that's so sweet. He has friends. Yeah, the neighbor, the neighbor boy. Have you guys had any issues with any of his friends yet? Issues? Yeah, that's coming. I'm sorry to be the bearer of all this bad news. But my other brother and his son, his son has befriended the neighbor girl. Mm -hmm. And she's older than him. Mm -hmm. And she's a bully. Yeah. And she's mean. How much older is she? I think he's probably eight and she's probably ten. Yeah. 
but she's a bully and she makes fun of him relentlessly. And my brother's like, I don't know what to do. It's like the only friend he can hang out with, with coronavirus and stuff. But I, Obviously, this wasn't coronavirus times, but when I was a kid, the the the, the house next door when I was like mm, five ish, maybe it was two girls who were like probably maybe seven and nine, and they were just like totally rotten to me. Like, but I just wanted people to play with, so yeah, like I yeah. put up with it. But they just like would break my toys and then just like leave, like intentionally break it and then just run away. Yeah, he said that she just constantly makes fun of him for being short. Why are you so short? I'm six. And then he said, the problem is that she, when her mom tells her to do something, she's learned how to say, fuck you. Oh. And so he's coming home with that. Oh. And uh, I don't know, man. I guess that's part of being a parent. Well, especially right now, it's hard to, it's hard to balance because I can tell you, man, I'm struggling so much with feeling like just a waste of a parent because of coronavirus. Yeah. We're going on, we're going on what five, six months now of basically just being here all the time and him not being able to see his friends and not have a school to go to. And Zachary, can you close the door? No, you don't need to show anything. You need to go close the door. Normally on an internet video, when the kid walks in, it's really cute. Normally. Tyler said, close the door. I'm recording a very important podcast. It's in your room. Hey, Zach. Oh, he can't hear me. Sorry. Close the door, please. Close the door. Zachary. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Anyways. uh, Yeah, just like, like, especially now that I'm back at work, at work, working from home. But like trying to juggle doing that and keeping him entertained and not just yeah. throwing in front of the TV or an iPad all day long. Every day I wake up and I think it's going to be like, oh, I'll keep him to a schedule or like blah, blah, blah. And then it's just it instantly falls apart. And it's just like that was honestly that was part of yesterday of why I was feeling so like yeah. blah. It's just, you know, I, I really think like if I were a parent right now, because I thought about this. You know, it's a there's a lot on your on your plate with a kid and then you finally get a little bit of a break and they're off to school and now it's like they're back but they're not just back you have to teach them if they're old yeah. enough to go to school and i would i would be like i did not bargain for this like one because once i got out of school i was like "Woo, never doing that again I mean, it's a giant problem that's work that's happening right now in the workforce too, and like it's one of those things where like the first couple of months, you know, work, you know, companies are like, we understand, like these are like hard times, but like it definitely, it definitely seems like a lot of places are now like, all right, well, you got to figure out something to do with your kid because we need you to like, like pay attention to work. And it's like, yeah, that's not thankfully that's not the case for, for me. Like, well, there has to be a, a new thing that comes along, which is how to monitor people's working from home there just has to be unless some companies are some companies already do it yeah but i mean unless people can figure out a way to show their work like if you have the kind of job where is you know like my old job at least if i got my work done no one was going to question it yeah so it didn't matter if i did it at 11 o'clock at night or if i did it at eight in the morning but a lot of people want their employees sitting behind a desk 8 a.m till 5 p.m 
Yeah, well, guess what? Those people are working maybe half the time anyways. So uh, No kidding. Thanks to Facebook. Before yeah. that, solitaire. My, my, my whole thought on that process is like, look, if you're, this particularly applies to salaried employees where you just are paying people a flat, you know, yeah. uh, annual rate. But like, if you trust the person enough that you just pay them a flat amount and you expect them to get their work done, then them working remotely or in the office shouldn't change that. If, you, if they're that. getting their work You're done correct. and you trust them, then and you know that 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 salary is a signif- is a signifier of that trust. Then you don't like I I would have a really hard time working for a company that was like so we're gonna have this productivity thing on your computer that we need to like make sure that like you're checking in every like you know twenty yeah. minutes or whatever. Yeah. Like just tell me you don't trust me, and then you know what, pay me a higher hourly rate so that I keep logged in. Well, with the exception of me. The improv, the way it worked is once you were on salary, you were, it was seven days a week. Yeah. Once yeah. you were on salary, they could call you at any time and you were expected to show up for stuff. And oh, yeah. that was interesting listening to people talk about how I was making more when I was hourly and I didn't have to be on, you know, on my phone with them all the time. It's also interesting. I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but this came up on Paul's Crazy Money podcast with some guy going, you know, since the advent of cell phones, no one's working a 40-hour week. No. Because you could be at a baseball game and your job calls, and that takes 15 minutes of your time. And he goes, and you're at people's beck and call 24-7. People will call at midnight to go, hey, what about this? Did we get this done? And I was like, wow, that's right. It's not the same as it used to be where once you You can clock office, out and go home, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you didn't have a cell phone. And if they called you at home, it was a real issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's it's something that weighs on my mind all the time, especially with what I do. Like I'm always have to be like, it's not just that I even have to be available in case someone needs me. It's that like my job is to actually be plugged in and paying attention yeah. to just anything that's happening online, even if it's not as it relates to our show, because I need to know of like, if there's something that like we should be re- responding to, or if there's like a big cultural thing, or if there's something yeah. that happens that I need to like cancel all posts on all the, all of the platforms because we don't need to have stuff going on right now. Like there's, it, there's an awareness of like I didn't think about that. If there's some national tragedy, you yeah. don't want to be going, "Hey, check it out! Exactly. It's James in a Teletubby suit." Exactly. So like when you, you know, wow, when they tell you what your, you know, here's your salary. It's like, yeah, we all think of it in terms of like, okay, I'm getting paid that much for Monday through Friday for like you know eight hours. No, you got to break it down for, you know, especially with the kind of stuff I do. You got to break it down for almost like a an eighteen hour a day yeah. Yeah. rate. And then it's not quite as much money as you think it <laughs> sounds like. And also, speaking from my own experience, I'm not going to regale you with the entire story that I've talked about before, but I'll do a condensed version, I guess. When I moved my office, even though I always kept my office, but when I brought my main computer home, it was because I had the flu and I had something due and I had to do it. And I was just standing at my desk, just dripping sweat, and I couldn't physically work. And someone said, why don't you just bring your computer home and see if you can lay down in bed with it? And I was, I knew that wasn't going to happen, but I did. Yeah. And I got the job done and I never brought it back. And it was a joy and it was incredible. Like working from home and not driving all an hour to the improv, hour and a half to the improv just to do work. And it was great for about two months. And then I just hit this point where I was sitting in front of my computer and it's like midnight and I looked over and I went, there's my bed right yeah. there. And I was like, ugh. Yeah. So I get people 
who rent offices, even though they're technically working from home, because it totally like even if you had a totally separate room that was all yours, it would Mm -hmm. be a great place to go just to TCB lightning bolt. That's what that's where I so we moved. So this this first half of quarantine, I guess, from March to uh, March to mid July, I was basically just working at the kitchen table every single day. And it was a f- it was fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. I finally I, I wisened up after a couple of days or a couple of weeks, and I bought a uh, I bought an office chair, so I wasn't just hunched over at a dining dining yeah. chair. But yeah, I, I was really like I kind of got in some. I mean, obviously there was a lot of stuff going on um, with all the protests and with coronavirus and and everything else. But like, so there was already a lot of stuff weighing on me. But I started to feel like. I don't know if I talked about this on the show, but I started to feel like kind of like a ghost in my own house because like, especially with how we were doing the show at the, uh, the, the late late show at the time, um, I, me, me and my team were pretty involved with the actual like segment by segment, um, hour by hour production of the show. We had to be available to like, we were ingesting footage and, um, doing backup recordings and, and all this convoluted stuff that there's not really anything in our job description, but we're the digital team. So like we, you know, we figured it out. Um, and so I had to be like next to my computer all day long and be available. And so like Lauren is over there with Zach and like, you know, needs help or Zach's bored or wants to do something. And, you know, Zach's excited because dad's home and Zach is bummed because he can't go to school. So he thinks, Oh, I can play with dad. But like, I have to keep telling him I can't play, but he doesn't understand why. Cause he's just no. staring at me and I'm just sitting at a computer and it looks like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And, and then I also didn't feel like I was doing good at my job. And I just felt like I'm just this like spirit existing in between two worlds of like being a productive father and slash husband and being a productive worker and not doing anything. I just felt like I was watching both of those worlds just fly past me. And it was, I, I, there was a couple times where it got me like in really uh, like as, as, as kind of like dark and a depressed place as I can go. Uh, I went there a couple times from it. You're, there's, you know, I've learned a lot about work from the Money Podcast, a lot. And in fact, last week's episode, which is very good, I should actually post a link to that. The the guy wrote a book called Why We Work and another book called The Paradox of Choice. But the Why We Work one reiterated stuff I've heard from really, really smart people for the last year, talking about how you, as men especially, you get a lot more out of it than you realize. Like even if mm-hmm. your job is just drudgery and you have to just go to work, but being with other people and doing something is really important. And working from home doesn't feel like that. No, I don't think it does. Unless you're, like, and I well, and I think anyone who listens to the show long enough uh, knows that you and I and Anderson are definitely like not very organized people. Anderson probably more so than us. But so for someone who is not good at defining structure for themselves, yeah, regardless, yeah. work from home is particularly tough. Um, it's 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 the worst for me. I mean, actually being self-motivated is so fucking difficult. It's like so hard. I look forward to the shitty jobs that I do for money right now because it's set in stone. Like right. even though I'm miserable doing it sometimes, it has a start and an end point, at least. Yeah, but last week was particularly... <laughs> Why, did something big happen last week? <laughs> Tyler, um, 
the day and the day after that my mom died, I had to edit Paul doing 25 minutes glowing about how great yeah. his dad was. Yeah, I remember because his it, dad died on Friday, and it was just on and it's telling stories about his dad and what. Yeah. It, and I was just like, I can't fucking do this right. I mean, yeah, the timing was. Uh, thank you, universe. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. It was just it was just bizarre. It was just like what a weird thing. Yeah, I've so we so I had the mid mid July once we weren't on hiatus. Uh, we moved Zach into the into the the second bedroom because he's been he's been in this room that is basically a little office um and so we put him in the bedroom too and i turned this into i put the desk in here and brought my computer up here and i'm starting to get it like set up so that it at least feels like a place to come and like do work yeah um i mean it's still like i can't spend a ton of hours in here because i still have to like do stuff throughout the house and keep an eye on zach and whatever but just to have a different place to go to and and get my mind and, and it feels like the work room as opposed to just, you know, I heard someone describe it as it's not working from home. It's living at work. And that really depressed me. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. We yeah. all live at work. Yeah. Horrible. I wonder uh, what the best circum, what the best case scenario is. You guys own a house and there's a guest house in back. I think that is the best. That, that, there's a, there's a woman at work who she's a really impressive. She's, Man, she's like she's the, she is such a, pardon the pardon the phrase, but like a boss bitch. Like she is like, just the coolest person. Like she's the kind of woman that you like. How do I like? How do I become cool like that? And like so respected and so good at her job, and uh, she has a. They have like a little like art studio or something in in the in the, on their property, and that's what she, that's what she goes to every day, and she walks. Just she said, just like her commute is like the walk from you know out of her house across the yard and into yeah. the, like the little artist studio. Yeah. yeah, and it's she's like it's a it helps me be in a completely different physical and mental space and be able to separate the two worlds. Yeah, and I realize these are very like first world problems. Also, that, know, that we know. are like complaining about. Um, well, I always fantasized about, and technically that place I had in Orange County was kind of like a loft, but I've always thought I want to have a loft. But realistically, that's just a giant high ceiling studio apartment. Uh, yeah, I guess because yeah, it was the yeah your bedroom wasn't technically a separate room. Mm -mm. It was just higher up, overlooking the living room. Right. But I, I always thought I like I've been to my friend's lofts, and I was like, this is the coolest place I've ever seen. It's just like a miniature warehouse, and then in one corner they have a living room set. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the other corner is the kitchen. And then in between is all this space to do something. I I had a friend that lived at, in a loft in uh, in downtown LA, and it was the first place I'd been to where I was like, "Oh, this is like those TV shows or movies, yeah, <laughs> where, yeah, yeah, where the poor guy who's down on luck lives in like an amazing loft yeah. with exposed brick walls, as if that wouldn't cost seven thousand dollars a month." I remember uh, friends in San Diego, and I don't remember the movie, but I think it might have been Turner and Hooch. But in the movie, Tom Hanks lived, if it was Tom Hanks and if it was even that movie, lived in a loft with a jacuzzi in the middle of the living room. And they either bought or rented that place and it still had the jacuzzi. <laughs> and I was like, this is the coolest of all time. But then again, I also, and I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to embarrass them, but there's a known comic who, um, who, ha who had a couple of uh, 
uh, obsessions and besides cocaine. The other one was... Uh, well, that really narrows down the, the comics. I know, but the other one was strippers. And he was so... You know, they kind of go hand in hand in a weird way. When you're watching Coke your life strippers? fall apart. Well, yeah. strippers was his other one. So he had... And he owned a nice home, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very nice home. Still does, I'm sure. But he had a professional stage with a pole put in his living room with lights and everything. That's and so like that's liking strippers too much. They would invite strippers over and they would or or pay them or whatever happened. So it was like his own private strip club in his living room and I was like wow. But then again, you would like this. I don't know if you know who Rick Messina is. Nope. But he's a comedy manager, very successful comedy manager. His two biggest clients are Drew Carey and Tim Allen. And Rick Messina <laughs> had I say had because he sold it to another friend of mine, but he has this amazing house in Sherman Oaks, like amazing. And the backyard is a full blown wiffle ball field with stands, a snack bar and an announcer's booth. That is. And he had these legendary wiffle ball games It had a home run fence and everything. And it was all to scale with in in accordance to how a wiffle ball travels compared to a baseball. So there was a green outfield, a dirt infield and People would go over there, and there would be drinks and a snack bar, and then somebody, normally someone funny and cool, would be calling the game with a little sound system from the... That sounds incredible. I know, all... I know. i got to find pictures of it. Wait, wait, and this was in the Hollywood Hills? No, no, it's in, it was in Sherman Oaks. Oh, in the hills, okay. in the hills. Okay. But still, like, because those, those home, like, wiffle ball stadiums are definitely more common, like, back east and, like, in okay. the Midwest. I've definitely seen them, because... People just have access to a lot more land out there, so you can actually yeah. like yeah. You can fuck off with the corner like of your property and just make that stupid thing. But to do that out here is a serious investment. Yeah, uh, yeah. In your love of of football. Well, people always used to talk about Gary Shandling's basketball court, but it was really just a half court. But that was a great house. You know, I mean, it's cool when you can afford to do what you like to do and you actually use it, unlike a pool. Well, Which everyone thinks I got to get a pool, and then it just goes unused for, yeah, eighty ninety five percent of the time. I feel like there's a there's a, I think people overestimate how big of a pool that they need. I think that's the issue. Oh my because... god! All you need is two jacuzzis, a hot one and a cool one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't need. I just need a. I just want to like. I mean, Anderson's little one that he had at the other place. Yeah. was kind of perfect. Yeah, it was very yeah. silly, but. I just want to think that I can stand in, cool off, and like watch a baseball game. Yeah, no, but I've, I've seriously thought about just you get the two jacuzzis side by side. One's hot, one's cool. <laughs> and, hot. and when it's hot outside, you just go sit in the cool jacuzzi. Would you want you the know? jets going on the cold one? I don't think so. No one does cold jets. Hmm. Hmm. That's it's that's coming a little. That's encroaching on ice bath territory, and no one wants to do that. I have a coworker who is he's like another one of these people that is like he's so cool he's such a delight to be around uh but i can't trust him because he takes a freezing cold shower every morning yeah. at like 5 a.m yeah i tried it I and tried like it that two is days, two days psychopath a yeah. psychopath behavior i i will say this it is the perfect way to wake up i mean i get it but i have a hard enough time getting out of bed and getting in the shower as it is, knowing that I'm going to have like a nice warm place to be lost in thought. 
Yeah. Let alone the I'm cold go shower, a place where cold knives misery. are going to fall on me. Pure misery. And I remember my my uh, water heater was out for two days, so I took cold showers and I took four of them, two a day. And man, if you want to talk about being economical with your shower, <laughs> it was quickly bare minimum. I was like in and out. I'm done. But I did feel fantastic afterwards, and I have a good friend who wants me to join him at a place in Venice that does ice baths. Yeah. And I don't know how much it costs because it's a Is fresh... it an ice bath, or is it the cryo, like, tube that, like, just freezes you with, like, cold air? No, it's a it's a bath. He said, depending on how cold you want it, that's how much ice they put in it from the is ice Is this machines. your friend LeBron James? No, but uh, <laughs> but he said... There's a person there to talk you through it when you get in because you feel like you're having a heart attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, and they check your pulse and stuff, and he said they talked him through it, and he said within 10 seconds you're actually comfortable, but I think that's your body going into shock. And he said he stayed in for three minutes, and he goes, I can honestly tell you that I felt like a fucking million bucks, man, for like six hours afterwards. He goes, my body just felt invigorated. And I'm like, that just sounds like such a commitment. And what if I love it? Yeah, and then you got to become the ice bath guy. Yeah, and then eventually, because you see these guys, I well, I think of a couple of people on YouTube that I, I fucking hate, but maybe I hate them because I'm jealous. They're like the <laughs> motivational guys. Here's my morning routine. Five, you know, it's like that yeah, kind of bullshit. Yeah, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate but it. one of the guys has the salt bath and the ice bath. Okay. And I was like, I wouldn't mind having this, like the hot tub in my personal office that, you know, you pour the Epsom salts in and soak. It was a soaking tub. It was a Japanese soaking tub. That sounds good. Just a hot tub. I don't care about the bubbles, but, you know, just sitting in a hot tub and like kind of meditating for 20 minutes before you go to bed in salt. But the ice bath. You got to have a big tub for us big 42. You yeah. Know, us big 42 long yeah. and 42 yeah, we need a big tub, Deep, deep and big. Um, speaking of therapeutic, um, treatments, have you, have you been back to acupuncture? No. Good. Have they called you? No, they sent me an email and, uh, I don't even remember what it was in regards to it. It wasn't, it wasn't directed at me. I'll see. Like it was just for their mailing list. Using acupuncture to treat arthritis. Yeah, okay. But Well, that's good. I'm proud of you. Well, I'm just ghosting them. As other bunch of people told me, just ignore them. And I'm like, that's not really a, an adult way to handle it. No, I think it is because it's just a business that you don't want to deal with anymore. Like, <laughs> that'd be like feeling bad about that you're not continuing to contact the waiter at a restaurant that you didn't like. like hey, you're shit. talking... Tyler, you're talking to a guy who bought a second sport coat because I felt like the deal was too good on the suit. That's what you're talking to. Oh, Jesus. So I I have a new obsession. Yeah. And I don't... I did some research, and I don't think I can get near him, but are you familiar with the pupfish in Death Valley? The pupfish? Yeah, the rarest fish in the world. Also, uh, you bring up Death Valley. I should point out that I always know that something has happened in Death Valley when my Twitter mentions just start becoming full of, is Mike okay? Yeah. No, I got four. I'm not exaggerating. Not exaggerating. Two texts and two personal phone calls going, I just want to make sure you're not going to Death Valley. I'm like, I'm not. I would, but I'm not. And 
and by the way, I was out there on a day where it was supposed to be 121, and it wasn't. But I, I went to a, a different section, so I don't know where it got to be 130. 130. Yeah. Yeah. Um, believe me, I was in 121, and it was so uncomfortable that I, 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 I don't want to be in that again, and I certainly don't want to be in 130, but I would do it. <laughs> as long as you get that ice bath first. So I found fish in Death Valley. It was very exciting. Very goddamn exciting. In the middle of fucking nowhere. It's just a hot spring, and it's filled with fish. Okay. And a friend of mine actually did the research that I was refusing to do, and it turns out there were Chinese settlers there at some point in time, and they would put fish in there to commemorate their loved ones who have died. Oh, so you're fishing their, like, loved ones? I'm not fishing. No one's well, fishing Why did you them. send me that picture of you holding two fish with your bare hands? You know how Anderson doesn't want people to know where he is? Yeah. I don't want people to know that I'm a fisherman, a Death Valley fisherman. <laughs> so the number one exporter of Death Valley fish. I told someone I found fish in Death Valley and they freaked. They're like, that's highly illegal for you to go there. And those are the most protected fish on the planet. Blah, blah, Why is blah, it illegal blah, blah. for you to go there? No, there's it's another fish, not these oh. fish. Oh. So there's a place called Devil's Hole. This is and the place that you tried to get to, right? But you I'm ended going, up hiking. I'm going there next week. But you ended up hiking with Jamaicans. Is that that's this? where these other fish were? Okay, like close to that, close to the falls. Like I don't know how close, but it was in the same general area on Google Maps. But Devil's Hole has this fish called the pupfish, and I know there's other breeds of pupfish in other parts of the desert, but these up. ones are the most protected fish that there are, and they only live what? in that one place, and they can't breed them in captivity. Are these and the ones that can go on land, too, if they no, want? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. But they live under the rocks in the water. And oh, Death one, Valley pupfish. Here it is. Yeah, there's one little shelf that they live on, and the heartbreaking part of it is the same friend started sending me articles about these three fucking a-holes that broke in and killed a bunch of them. Oh. Like they got drunk and walked through the water and killed them. Whether knowingly or not, I don't know, but threw beer cans and trash in the water where the pupfish live. So now there's a barbed wire. Well, there was a barbed wire fence at the time. They just broke it and went in, and they're on camera because they're protected. But I'm going out there, and I have a friend who lives near there. Well, he lives in Vegas, but it's an hour away from there. And he's, like, begging me not to go. He's like, you're going to get in trouble. Like, I'm going to shimmy over the fence and go check out the pupfish but that's what i want to do is i want to get down there and see those pupfish that sounds um exciting and dangerous yeah. and yeah, i uh, want one are you gonna try to touch one I was. i'm looking at the pictures and it looks amazing yeah if you look up mojave devil hole or whatever yeah. it's like it's like those um Mexican cenotes where the water is like perfectly clear. But do you see that like crevice they have to go in to get to them? Yes, I don't like the crevice at all. No, it's... that's the only access point and divers go in there I think once a year and they spend two days counting them. And the water is 103 degrees. What? Yes. Oh, so it's like not refreshing at all. <laughs> no. Is it no. hot? Is it hot because uh, 
is is it hot like a hot spring is, I think is so. feeding I, it? I think it's, it's a, a yeah. hot spring, yeah. It's not you just... know what you know what I didn't do when I was at the other place when I was at China Spring was put my finger in the water because I have a feeling I know that's what I that's all I could think about the whole day was China Spring. Whoa. <laughs> well there's a sleepy little town. <laughs> Whatever. I don't feel like doing it right but now. But I didn't see how hot the water was because I imagine that water's hot too. You blew it. I know, I blew it, man. I gotta go back out. I gotta go back out. The only thing keeping me from going back out is there's a recall on the fuel pump on my car, and this earliest they can fix it is September 16th. So you have to just not do any big drives, or are you gonna have to go rent that Porsche again? That's not a bad idea. (laughs) Just need it for one Death Valley trip. And I'm gonna do some light to medium off-roading in it fyi and i might run over a dead donkey oh yeah you sent us dead donkey you found a you found a a ripped up decaying mule yeah yeah it was creepy do you think do you think it was like a mountain lion i don't know but i don't know what it was i'm something something ripped that apart yeah Yeah. it's probably could be coyotes yeah but it was um or is those pupfish? Some oh, that's the best. <laughs> they can walk on land, and they kill donkeys. They're they're land piranhas. It was funny because I'm so dumb. I got out of the car, and I was like, "Oh my god, this donkey poop smells fucking horrific!" And I I was gagging, like coughing and gagging from the donkey poop. And then it occurred to me, like ten minutes later, oh, that wasn't the donkey poop. That was it the was donkey. The, it was the corpse. Yeah, that was the corpse. It was the corpse. You know what else was interesting? That seeing nature in action. Because you know how animals, like lions especially, will kill something and poop right next to it? So the other lions know it's claimed? Oh, oh do I know it? <laughs> <laughs> the white family does that at home. There's uh, three, can I... three plates and three little piles of poop. Yeah, it's, you know, what? It's, it's, a, it's a tradition. Um a show I highly recommend available on uh, one season is on Amazon and there's like three or four available on Hulu. It's called Alone. And okay. it's a show where people go out and they're alone in the wilderness and you just have to survive the longest. I saw it. It's so great. I saw it. And you win $500,000 if you last the longest, which is amazing. I Please tell me you watched the, ep- the one episode I watched. Um, I watched, I've watched... A couple seasons. I've watched Patagonia. Okay. Um, I've watched one of the seasons in they're either Feels in Vancouver like it was Alaska. or Alaska. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw was the one where the guy taps out day one. Ah yes. The guy who's <laughs> who was like the Navy SEAL or the yes, Army Ranger. Yes, yes. And and he's the yes. badass and he's just talking about and you're like, Oh, that guy's clearly the winner over especially that one woman that had a family. Like how long is she gonna hold out when she's got a family back at home? She doesn't want to die in the wilderness. That dude so, was out in like one day. For people and he that said don't know, the word bear scat like eighty yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, if you've watched like Survivor Man or Bear Grylls, whatever, it's like one of those shows where the you you know the the host is filming themselves. However, it is the the contestants that the contestants go through a boot camp to learn how to like film themselves, set up shots, how to interview themselves, all that kind of stuff. The only time they have they have uh, other interaction with people is the medical team visits i think like once every seven or ten days to like check their 
their weight and their health um, because they'll pull you if you lose too much weight and like you're going to starvation and that kind of thing. Um, otherwise, you're completely alone unless you press the button to give up. And <laughs> so, I mean, it's not on it, some of the people that have won the show have gone on. They've been alone for like 90 days or something like that. Um, and so, yeah, this guy's all like, he, yeah, he was ex-military. He was hyping himself up. He's like, did I got to do this for you, my but family. Did you think the same thing. I thought like he's the winner. Oh, I, he, like he, that he dude's like, never not going to quit. And he was like big and hearty too. So yeah. he had like some, some like muscles and some meat like that his body could use for energy yeah. for like, cause some of these people get into the wilderness and they're like skinny already. And you're like, the that's a terrible well, idea. The mom. Yeah. Like she's skinny as a rail. And I was like, she's got kids at home. She's not going to put her life at risk. So they dump this guy off. And he's like, all right, I'm going to set up camp. And he starts like walking around and looking and, and he finds bear poop. And then he just gets so in his own head about, well, yeah. what happens at nighttime if the bears come by? And it's not even nighttime. And he just, he just calls and gives up. Yeah. And you can see the look on the, the crew as they like, as they come in to, to pick him up off the island. They just dropped him off on like mm -hmm. four hours earlier. And he's just like, yeah, man, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> he didn't even make it a night. A night. I would be so embarrassed. Oh, can you imagine? You, the, the thing that made me the most tense about that show, I don't remember it that well, but I remember they have limited supplies. Oh, yeah. You and only get to bring 10 things, and you have, to, you have to do all the food and foraging and everything yourself. Yeah, and everyone's, like, going with the tarp. And I was like, turns out that's not a bad thing to bring. Not a bad thing to bring. Some of the, some of the dwellings that people have made, and I've watched now three or four seasons, are... Like this uh, one season, it was it was couples. It was either you know, like you know father son, brothers, husband wife, whatever. This one couple like built just a, a cabin. They <laughs> just made a cabin, and then it, so like it'll show them for you know like twenty minutes, and then it's like all right now across Vancouver on another part of the island. Here's the guy who after forty days is still just like living under his tarp, just like nailed to a tree. Yeah, yeah. He's got a hollow out lion carcass as a as a hammock. <laughs> My favorite thing about the show is sitting in my living room, drinking wine, having every every creature comfort known to man, not knowing how to survive at all, and watching these people and being like, oh, what a fucking idiot. What are yeah, you doing? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, man. It's such a good show. Highly recommend it. It's, what are it's, your 10 you wanna... things you're going to bring? Uh, I'm going to bring my Outback and nine gallons of gas. It's one of the things nine that annoys container. me is they never really show that the 10 things that they bring. They'll like point out like, oh, that's one of the 10 things this person brought, which one guy brought, I don't know if you saw this guy, he brought a uh, kind of like one of those little spades that we, those like little, do you imagine like army guys used to dig their like trenches and their poop holes? Okay. But he also, he, he sharpened the sides so that it's, it's like an ax and a shovel and he could use it as a throwing knife. Okay. I thought that was pretty, uh, yeah. that was pretty legit. God, um, I wonder if you can invent something to like juke the system. Well, one one guy didn't bring um, he didn't like bring you, fishing you, you line or hooks. Like a, a Swiss Army knife that's got like thirty things in it, and you're like one thing. Well, th so this guy he didn't bring hooks or fishing line, which would have cost either one or two items, and instead he just brought a shit ton of paracord because if you cut that open and pull it down enough, you can get basically fishing line. Okay. Um, and then he brought some he brought something else that he knew that he could like clip it off and turn it into like fish hooks and i was just like that this guy's already way manlier than i will ever be there's no way to come back from that and not having lost weight oh no no no, no. There's, there's no the, way what the one season i watched um 
I don't want to spoil it for anyone that there's there is a contestant who uh let's just say I don't want to give away the gender. The contestant has stockpiled a significant amount of food, is doing better than anyone, but is so paranoid about burning through it, the contestant doesn't eat enough of it and has to get removed because oh! his body he's 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 below like um 17 BMI or something like that where they're like you are going to do irreparable damage to your body and your brain and your bones and everything oh. we, we and he's just he's just sobbing because he's like showing them he's like look how much food I have and they're like it doesn't matter you didn't eat it oh I just said he fuck it. Oh. <laughs> whatever wow uh, yeah it's a real bummer it's a real bummer you know I think you're too young for this but when I was a kid you're familiar with Ronco, right? The TV company that used to advertise just shit on TV? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. I was a kid, it was nonstop inundated with new from Ronco. But the big thing was uh, the pocket fisherman, and it was a little teeny <laughs> fishing pole. It was just like the handle, basically, yeah, yeah. and it just showed all these fishermen out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I always wanted a, even though I don't want to go fishing, I always wanted a pocket fisherman. I was going to buy one for, uh, not not that one, but th they do have someone that's still there, very small, that I was going to buy for uh, my backpacking trip. Because any of the fish I was going to catch out there were going to be, like, you know, less than two pounds anyways. So yeah. you can catch them with these, like, goofy little tiny, there's, like, these ones called dock demons that they're only, like, they're, like, three feet yeah. long, maybe. But you um, can carry it. Yeah. But... That's the Ronco Pocket Fisherman. Oh, that is pretty sweet. Yeah, but this ad was on 400 times a day, and you're like, I got to get a pocket fisherman, man. Because I you know, if, <laughs> if something if something is that good and high quality, then then they need to advertise it that much a day. It wouldn't just speak for itself. One of my biggest regrets is I was in a a thrift store in San Jose or somewhere up north, and they had you've probably seen it. It's in here somewhere that Budweiser fishing pole I have. Yep, yep. Where the can is the winding thing. <laughs> yeah. And they were like a dollar ninety nine, and they have like fifty of them. And I just bought one, and I was like, yeah. God damn it, that would have been a great gift to give to people if I would have bought like ten of them." Yeah, except you probably would have given like every Christmas. Your nephew's like, "I, I he gave me, I don't he need forgot another again, Budweiser gave fishing me another pole. Budweiser fishing pole." <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go, there the only thing I want to add that just happened tonight was that I thought was quite humorous was, <laughs> um, a. The announcer for the Cincinnati Reds, Tom yeah. Brenneman. I don't know if you saw this trending on Twitter. I did he, um, <laughs> he had a hot mic accident where he called, I don't know what place he was referring to, but uh, he called it the um, gay capital of the world, except he didn't use the word gay. He used the F word for it. Really? On just on a hot mic, just like yeah, you know, it's like the capital of the world, and so of, of course that video went around the internet like crazy, right? But he's in the middle of a, so then he's in the middle of a, announcing a Reds game while this story is like picking up. Yeah. So he's got to you know address it, right? So I have to, I just have to play the video. Uh, hold on, sorry, because this is one of the all time. It's like an SNL sketch. It's like, it's not real. Okay. I did hear the basketball player who was making reference to how, to how out of shape the NBA players are say that uh, 
these guys look like they're at family fitness at, at three in the afternoon <laughs> like yeah, meeting yeah. that oh, that's when all the fat people go to family fitness no 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 that no no he the, the guys were playing it was just really really ugly basketball to defend that guy the, the clip i saw they were playing just terrible basketball it was just like kept missing layups bad rebounds bad passing and he said this looks like people playing at uh LA Fitness at 3 p.m. Oh, I thought it was a reference to that. No, 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 no. It was not. It was not that kind of a, of a thing. So that's good. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is mid-game, as you'll find out as he's apologizing. Out of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's going to be for the Reds. I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. I'm going to apologize for the people who signed my paycheck. For the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio, for the people I work with, for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. That is not who I am. Uh, it never has been. <laughs> I love that in the middle of the stopped. apology, he, call the he keeps calling the game. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. You know what? All of this stuff would not be, if it wasn't for the internet, that would have been played on the news. Yeah, and maybe. Gone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Local news, maybe maybe on like Sports Center or something, but yeah. And you know what else would have happened is whoever is the uh director of the local news would have been like, "What? He's right." <laughs> yeah. I don't what did he he just told the truth. I don't yeah. understand what the deal yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I like the part where he goes like, "Oh, well, I you know, I'm a man of faith." Yeah. And then isn't like he doesn't follow it up with like, and I am so ashamed that I would say disparaging things about my fellow human being. Like yeah. you know, that's not yeah. what my creator holds me to be. He just goes, "I'm a man of faith, and yeah. uh, I'm sorry to the people that signed my." The I'm a man. The I'm a man of faith thing immediately makes it worse to me because you're like, well, most churches don't like homosexuality. I know. Uh, uh, so yeah, that you're, was, just, you're digging in, man. It was I'm a, a weird. I'm a Mormon a weird card to play. It's a yeah. weird card to play if you're not going to use it as a. And I am sorry to have let down, you know, the the teachings yeah. that I claim to be a follower yeah. of. The <sighs> only thing worse is when you when you go really far with it, like you know, when I was in college, I had a couple of beers and uh, I kissed a guy once. I, I kissed like, a I... guy right on the lips. <laughs> yep. I'd say most of my friends are gay. Yeah, and then he just starts outing people. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's gay players on this team, and I've hung out with them. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder. (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of glad. I wish this podcast was huge, but I also am kind of glad that we don't get that scrutinized. Uh, Yeah, let's. Yeah. Mm hmm. I think we've been pretty good the last few years, though. Yeah, I think we've, I think we've learned from our mistakes and yeah. uh, well, we've, we've stopped drinking on the show. That has probably helped. <laughs> yes, yes, that probably helped. <laughs> Thinking that we were very funny, and then the next word you'd be like, mm. yeah. and we posted that. Yeah, what? A, well, that's a fitting way to close out uh, 
the episode that I think is, I think our 10 year anniversary is this week and yeah. we don't even have Anderson Congratulations involved. So. to us. Uh, yeah. I he enjoyed his fucking Oh, uh, this is the after test, everybody. That's uh, Mike Carano uh, directly across from me in my computer sitting in his living room in uh And that's Tyler White directly across city. from me sitting in his office, his luxury yeah, suite of an my, office. My office where I can do business and then leave and do family work. How many Zoom meetings are you involved with right now at this point in your life? Not too many. It's a oh. production meeting in the morning and then basically rehearsal and then taping happens over Zoom and that's it. Because I do a lot of Zoom meetings and it did not occur to me for the first few months the people now see I'm you? definitely interested in the psychological like why like I'm definitely going down this just to myself by the way like why did they do it there why are they doing the meeting there and I, I, I understand some people are showing off you know what I mean here I am in front of these French doors overlooking the yes. Hollywood Hills yes. I, and I see those people but then there's other people that are well known that do it in a much more discreet area. And every now and then, they'll change it up. And you're like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There, yeah, there, there, there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, this is very boring, but there's a lot of very interesting think pieces about um, kind of some of the inequalities, uh, not the inequalities, but the Zoom basically like, almost like casts like cast systems in terms of like people don't feel comfortable going on zoom because they don't want people to see their, like their, their, their background or to know that they live with their parents or like yeah. there's all these things. But like, if you use a fake background, people are like, Oh, what you, use you know, there's like, yeah, like I said, it's, yeah. it's a, uh, well, you know what else I didn't realize that it was kind of a surprise to me is how many people are concerned with their appearance. And the flip side of it is how many people are not concerned with their appearance because I see people that are laying down with the with the computer on their stomach and I'm like that is very unattractive. <laughs> and then there's other people that lay down on their side with the computer on its side and I'm like, dude, you're not even paying attention when you're laying down. Yeah. But then I can see when people like in their glasses, I can see the lights they have set up and it's not house lights. It's lights. Yeah, like yeah, I can yeah. see some, a lot of people have a ring light right in front of their computer, and you're like, "That's first of all, the point of a ring light is for a desired effect when you're shooting through it, not just to put it up as a light. You could use right. anything for that, but right, um, it's, I guess it's just human nature, but it's kind of interesting, and I would like to, uh, I I just like to hear people's like honest thoughts on what's the the deal with their background. Because I'm going to move my Zoom meetings over to my kitchen with the Tonight Show background, but I'm very apprehensive to do it because I don't want to have to answer questions. Yeah. Because I already have people commenting on this whenever I'm in, in a meeting like, oh, Twin Peaks. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't just know. Just red curtains. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wish you luck in your um, endeavor to figure out a non-conversational background. <laughs> I'm devoting the rest of my life to it. <laughs> Ow, my heart. Okay, thank well, you. Thank you. Um, Anderson is just getting back, so uh, we will wrap this up before we can hear from him, which I'm sure is a relief to everyone, um, to all the tie heads and Pimp Nation fans out there. You didn't have to hear any beauty this episode. I know that was a big win for you guys. Um, but uh, we'll see next week if we can get a... Wait, are and you're you going to be out and about, too. in the show when he just texted us almost back? Well, almost back means he's going to, like... How, how much is almost back? Like, 10 minutes, and then he's got to get his computer and, like, log on and, like, join us? 
All right. I guess, yeah, you texting how long is a, is a fair question. Well, you're right. I mean, almost back could mean he's got to put Atticus to bed. Yeah. Go I, say all, I say almost French there fries. all the time when I'm 25 minutes away. I know. I know. My family does that, too. Drives me nuts. <laughs> and I'm part of my family. I do it, too. I busted, oh, listener of the show. I mean, friend of the show. Uh, I don't want to say. <laughs> I was going hiking. LeBron uh, James. Socially distanced hiking with Taylor Williamson a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, we'll just meet at the base of Coldwater and you can follow me up there. And I was running late. And I texted him. I go, sorry, dude. I go, where are you? And he goes, Cold, I'm on Coldwater. And I went, oh, good. So am I. And then he's like, oh, I mean, I'll be there in a few minutes. And I was like, ah, oh, you weren't on Coldwater. But you were lying too. Yeah. No. Oh. I was just late. <laughs> okay. I was on... Like, I said, where are you? And he said, I'm on cold water. And I went, oh, well, just w- pull over and wait for me. And he goes, oh, I mean, I'll be there in a few minutes. And I was already at the point. It wasn't a big lie. Everyone tweet at Taylor Don't! Lawrence don't! Tell him to stop lying about Coldwater Canyon. I don't want to have to answer to that. You don't have to. You don't... It's the same thing as acupuncture. You don't have to go back to them. You don't have to answer... Now I have to block my acupuncturist and Taylor Williamson's <laughs> phone number? Oh, my life's been much better since I blocked Taylor on Twitter. Oh, yeah? No, I'm kidding. Hmm. Okay, I'm getting no response from Anderson. Yeah, because he's, he's almost back, quote-unquote. How did we do an hour and 20 minutes? We didn't even talk about anything. Wow. Well, it was kind of a pupfish spectacular. You're right, pupfish and uh, Tom Brenneman saying bad things and... Uh, and hopefully I don't die tomorrow when I'm hiking down to see that car in 140 uh, yeah. I'm sad I can't go, but I'm not going to be able to go until... Oh, now you an hour ago you could go? Well, it was if you pushed <laughs> it to like maybe Friday or Saturday, but... Okay. I have to pee. Okay. Thanks, Tyler. Good luck with your pee. Let me know how the, the exploration goes tomorrow. Okay. All right. Cheers. Ciao.